Welcome to this special episode of In Our Community podcast. Today, I got to sit down across from one of my best friends and a professional baseball player in the Philadelphia Phillies organization, born and raised in Danville, PA, Braden Fosnott. I think by listening to this episode, it's easy to see how genuine, sincere, kind, and driven he is. I mean, really, he's really an awesome kid. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Let's get this started. All right, special episode of this podcast. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. It's been a while. Sitting across from me is Brandon Fosnott, who started as an intern with us and now in the Phillies organization. So go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How would you define your role right now? Uh, well, I'm Braden Fosnott, uh, born and raised in Danville. And I met Hitty about, what, five, six years ago through the internship program at the high school when I was a senior. And <coughs> we've, uh, we've come a long way, learned a lot, grew a lot, and you know, I am now with the Phillies, uh, hopefully a few years beyond TV playing, but we'll see what happens. So if somebody you don't know comes up to you and said, hey, what do you do? Like, how do you respond to that question? Now I would tell them I play for the Phillies. Nice. Before, I'm not sure. Just a baseball player. Yeah. Going to school, student, athlete. But that's how you would have defined yourself as your baseball player. Yeah. You know, because I, I always find the answer to that question interesting uh, because we always list something that's important to us first. You know what I mean? Like my perspective on this change when I became a dad, like if somebody asked me now, like, so what do you do? It's like, well, I'm the dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's like the most important part of my life. So that's how I would define it. So like you've always defined yourself as a baseball player. Not always. When I first started with you, I probably would have said I'm just a, you know, student. Really? Yeah. So tell me about that transition. Like what changed or what, what has shifted you to think other way, like as, as a baseball player? I think the commitment level. It's like how much time you put into it. So like your dad all the time, I'm, a, I'm trying to be a baseball player all the time and then, you know, do other stuff with that. But And how do you feel when like – so like when you say, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Phillies player. Like how, did, how does that make you feel nowadays? Proud. Really? <laughs> Very proud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what do you, why do you, why do you, why do you feel proud? Like what, what do you think makes you feel that way? Uh, because I know how much time and effort I've put into this. Like mm -hmm. nobody else really knows. They don't, they see some of what you do and you know, they never see the full process. So, you know, I got a whole bunch of questions from the audience, but there's definitely certain uh, questions I wanted to ask you on this podcast, too. For those of you that's listening, checking out online, you know, Braden and I have a pretty long history of just kind of getting to know each other. Uh, I'll give you a backstory. When he f the very first day he came for an internship to work out with us, um, I didn't know he was going to make it. I, mean, I didn't know if he was going to come back. Uh, which, you know, like uh, some kids, I feel that way. And I, he was definitely one of them, but he continued to come back. And, you know, after all these years, I've seen, you know, so much of your journey as a baseball player and as a young adult, just growing up and going through life. And, uh, so I'm excited to like, kind of get down to the nitty gritty and ask you some tough questions that you're going to have to think about. 
and uh, give you an insight of like what it takes as far as like mindset, work ethic wise to get to your level. Because I think as a, as a youth, like if you're a young athlete that's watching this or listening to this, you may have the idea of like, you know what, I want to be where Braden is right now, like five, six years down the road. But do you really have what it takes? Because it's a whole new different level, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I want, I want him to be better than me. So it's a challenge almost. I love that. I love that mindset too. And that's part of what makes you great is you're always thinking about other people too. So um, to get started, coming, starting as, you know, starting from the time that you, that I've worked with you, right? Like so day one till now, what do you think is the biggest difference internally for you? Internally, yeah. uh, it's definitely mindset. Mm. Um, I've grown a lot there versus like when I first started, like you were saying the first day, I didn't know if I wanted to throw up after or just lay down and sleep for hours. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it was just a toll. Um, but definitely the growth in the mindset has changed a lot. And even when I first started, you know, I was like probably half committed, you know, like you want to do it cause you want to get better. But then it's like, there's other things that you might want to be doing versus now it's like I'm all in, you know, and chips are at the table for me right now. So when do you start to believe that you can reach this level of profession or is that not even, was that even not a thought in your head? Uh, I think it's in the back of your mind, just mm -hmm. like it's a dream. And then at some point that transition to like a goal, mm -hmm. So it was always a dream to, you know, as a kid, you grow up, you always have dreams to be something. And then at some point for me, it shifted from a dream to a goal. And I think that was more towards like last summer, like mm. playing summer ball, you know, like, um, Hitty knows that it was a truck. It was a tough transition for me, mm. like something I had never done before. I went to live with a host family and stayed in a different state and, and I learned a lot, even though I didn't play that much in the summer, like as much as I wanted to, like, I just want to compete, but mm. I ended up learning more from the situation I was put in than, than anything and realizing that, you know, if I want to get to where I want to get to, even though I only had a year's time, I could do it. Hmm. Very cool. Like, do you have any specific moments that stands out to you in that process where you are like this, it really clicked for you to say like this, I can do this. I think, you know, one of the things is you just have to stay faithful and mm. sometimes it's hard to do when there's a lot of challenges and distractions in life. And, uh, fortunately God has graced me with the opportunity and blessed me to be where I'm at. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there was definite challenges and that that's one part is just staying faithful and trusting the process and trying to be where your feet are. And it's a hard thing to do sometimes. And, uh, you just have to, it's going to be different for everybody. I would mm. say in that process, was there a moment of weakness where you doubted yourself? Maybe not doubt. It's just uh frustration from mm. not being able to do what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in those moments, like how did you get over that or how did you overcome those moments? I don't know. You just do. It's, mm. it's uh, like reflecting on that is, you know, you just one day at a time. It's, mm -hmm. 
that's not you know changing the mindset to I'm going to get 1% one 1% better every day. So that's definitely one of the things that I've noticed as somebody that's closely watched your life is your mindset has shifted. Was there an intentional practice in terms of your mindset or something that you practice on daily um, to gain a stronger mindset or shift your mindset to the one that you currently possess? I think it's sort of who you surround yourself with. Mm. You know, like I was fortunate to have a lot of good mentors, you know, you and um, coaches that I've had and teammates that I've had who, you know, you try and take a little piece from everybody and, you know, you learn what to do and learn what not to do and go from there. I think it's this is important to touch on as far as like coaching goes. When when a kid or somebody thinks of a coach, they think in terms of like skill set, right? Like a coach is somebody that can teach you a skill set. But a great coach goes above and beyond that. And yep. I think that's what you're touching on is like this mindset piece is so important, but it's often missed. Right. And and then I've seen a lot of coaches take it in the opposite direction, too. They think mental toughness is just physically beating down your kids, and that really serves no purpose. Right. What are some examples of, like, your baseball coaches uh, that you've had as you, that you consider to be mentors? What are some of the things that they did really well um, that helped you grow? I think that they want to learn more than I want to learn or just as much as I want to learn. So I think that's – one of the reasons you and I get along so great mm -hmm. is because it's just a constant state of learning is like trying to get better at everything. And maybe it's not to be, you know, perfect, but it's just because you know, you can get better at something, you know, you're mm -hmm. never going to be perfect. And that's like something that we try and do all the time is just constantly learn. Mm. Do you feel like that's continued on even at the professional level? Is there a lot of things that you're still learning to this day? Every day. Yeah? You lear learning every day. That's awesome. Yeah. I know that um, you mentioned in the uh, when you were playing for the Trenton Thunder this, uh, this summer, you said the locker room was like a, a, a geekish baseball talk all the time. Uh, it's so much knowledge being thrown out, but like if you weren't in, into baseball, you probably wouldn't understand the terminology and the things that they were talking about. What are some things that you picked up on in just being in those kind of environments? How much guys, you know, other guys are committed to the game too. Mm. So it's there's there's a competitiveness level, you know, just between teammates. Like it's a good competition because you want to support each other. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's like the biggest thing is, and there's a lot of, you know, having professional coaches is you know you have a lot to take away from them because when they have they have lived experience in what you want to do mm -hmm. and then they just have so much knowledge that to share mm -hmm. so aside from in this journey right like so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Braden's history he graduated from Danville High School what year was that 2017 2017 then you went to JUCO, Hartford Community College, yep. right, for two years. Two then years. Uh, you went to Lee University in Tennessee yep. for a semester. Yeah. Uh, but then you had an unfortunate family situation. I'm going to leave it up to you whether you want to discuss this on there or not. Um, and then you came home and you transferred over to Westchester University in, in, in Westchester, PA. Right. Finished your, your career there. You had COVID year thrown in there, which I think we can touch on as well. Like I think the COVID year was really the accelerator to like get yourself better and 
we had some time to really quality time to spend together, me and you and the people that we're, we're training with. Um, and then, you know, out of there, you got invited. You, you performed really well your last season, which was last spring, uh, D2 College World Series. And you got invited to play with the Trenton Thunder over the summer. Yep. Um, then now you got signed by the uh, Philadelphia Phillies organization. Went to go play rookie ball. You're home for a couple of weeks right now, and you're heading back down to Clearwater, Florida in a week or so, right? Yep. Am I right? Did I cover yeah, everything? Yeah, you got everything. So that's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of moving, yeah. right, in short amount of time. Right. Aside from baseball, what were some of the things that you learned along this journey? Uh, life is tough, mm. and it's not, it's not fair. <laughs> it's definitely not. Um, but everybody's journey is different. So, uh, like Hitty was saying, everything was right there. And when I left Hartford to go to Lee, it was two days before I left. My dad had a stroke. So I was there, you know, for to see it happen. And it was, you know, scary for like a 19, 20-year-old kid who's, you know, has a close relationship with his family. And that affected me in a certain way that, you know, when I was away from home, I think it made it even harder because it was 11 hours to be in Lee, Tennessee. So I think that made it even more difficult for me just being that far away from home, knowing the family situation wasn't great. So I ended up coming back after three weeks down there and just helping out. Mm -hmm. And that's a big part of the reason why I wanted to go to Westchester then because I wanted to be closer to home. So, you know, hopefully my dad – at the time, I was hoping he would get better, and he is now. Um, he would be able to come see me play and, you know, hopefully have a good last few years of college. And then we had COVID in between there. And uh, like Kitty said, we did uh, we did a COVID challenge <laughs> with uh, the people at the gym here, and some of the other interns were involved in that, and that was really fun. And it was a good competition. And uh, – and then from, you know, we're taking a lot away from COVID to going to Westchester and, you know, having a good career there. Mm -hmm. So that few years, like I saw it, it was really tough for you yeah, from the time, tough. you know, your dad had stroke to your experience at Lee for you personally wasn't great. You know, like I think. Yeah. That's fair to say. And, you know, some for some kids, like certain colleges are just not it. And that's the reality. We can't just all pretend like all colleges are for all kids. That's, that's not the case. And college in general is not for all kids anyways. From that to COVID, like I feel like that was a moment in your life you could have easily given up on baseball. Right. And realize yeah. like I can move on and I can just like kind of focus on other things because other important things going or world is kind of crashing down. So like I'm just going to give up. I think it would have been looking back like it would have been easy for somebody if that, if it wasn't you and somebody else for them to say like I give up. Yep. What kept your dream alive in those moments? What kept you going? I think, uh, you know, just knowing where I came from and doing what I wanted to do. I think the the dream, the goal was still alive for me. So even though I was home, like I still wanted to play. So I found a way to throw. I threw with 
guys that I went to high school with who didn't even play baseball in high school. Mm-hmm. And when you're from a small town, it's like it's hard to find, you know, ways to do things. But if you want to, you're going to find a way. So, mm-hmm. And then, like you said, with the Lee situation, um, you know, going to school there after what had happened at home, I just I really didn't like it. It was mm-hmm. it was very different for me, and it might have been you know the the headspace I was in at the time, or it might have just been I didn't like it. Like I never got to experience what it would have been like without having the the uh, stroke happen to my dad. So you know, mm-hmm. but everything happens for a reason, and and I think it's important for like kids who are just starting college to hear that. You know, like there's all this built up excitement of going to college. But you might realize once you get there, it's not what you expect it to be. Yeah. Because I remember how excited you were to go to Lee. Like, Lee's a D1 university. D2. D2. Yep. Um, and, and they have a pretty good baseball program. That was one of the reasons why you chose them. Yep. Um, but then you, Warm weather. Yeah, warm weather. Tennessee, nice, you know. Uh, and it, it just wasn't what you expected. And no. then with the throwing the situation at home being so far away like it didn't help so then you adjusted and i think it's important to take note that like sometimes in life you have to change the course and that's okay everything will work out i think as human beings we fear that that we're making a mistake when we make different decisions than what we were supposed to do like when you committed to leave it was probably never a thought in your head that you'll be leaving after three weeks so that decision to come home was probably scary to a certain degree like what am i doing am i throwing my future down the drain scary and relieving at the same time yeah i remember that time and that that phase of your life it was i could tell you were struggling yeah but struggle makes you makes people stronger Right. right. Isn't it? What would you say? Like, what'd you learn from that experience? Just to find a way to, to do th- like what, to keep doing whatever you want to do. So I don't know for me, it was, uh, it was tough. And when I came back, I, you know, was, helping the family out and then at the same time i was trying to still do my classes online which was you hated that was interesting (laughs) i I wasn't a fan of online class but when you do when you do school in person for 14 years and then you have to go online but that might have been a good thing too because then covid happened and school was all online so i got a semester ahead of some people i guess in Mm -hmm. online school yeah even though I didn't do that great in my I, I, semester. <laughs> <laughs> I remember how much you hated online virtual schooling. Um, even before COVID started, it's like, this is just terrible. <laughs> um, and I'm sure a lot of kids can uh, share that sentiment as well. Um, but isn't it funny how like now that, and then you'll, and then as a person that's older than you, I can tell you this. It's like, when you look back at your life, the things that you didn't understand why you were going through all of a sudden make sense when you look at your timeline as, 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 as an individual, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, it, it, it's never, it's, it's a question that we often wonder that we'll never know the answer to 
in 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 terms of like what if this didn't happen in my life or what if this actually happened in my life like what would your how would your life be different if your dad never had the stroke and you stayed at Lee you know what I mean yeah it would but, be very different right exactly like and we often wonder that but like but then you look at back at your life and you're like you know what I'm glad that happened because I am where I am because of what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, even the start of the process, like after high school, mm -hmm. I applied to Smeal College of Business at Penn State. I got rejected. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I wasn't even going to play baseball. Oh, wow. So I got rejected and went to Hartford. Huh. So I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at if that didn't happen. Right. I might be in a suit and tie. <laughs> working somewhere else working right in an office yeah very cool very cool all right let's jump into some uh audience question that i feel that on instagram there's about 20 to 25 questions on here i won't ask you all of it because that will take up probably a couple hours um <laughs> but there are some some great questions so if you're one of those people who send in the uh questions via instagram and facebook thank you so much the first question uh this is from uh, one of the kiddos that, that, that you helped train over the summer through the Elevate program. If you guys don't know, Braden helped over the summer when he was home with the uh, Elevate program. And uh, he was a, he's, a, he's a big inspiration to a lot of the local athletes, especially baseball and softball players, uh, to see him just kind of in his journey. That's why I, I share a lot of your journey because I think it inspires the youth. His question was, who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, my favorite pitcher was Cliff Lee for the mm, Phillies. Yes. And I grew up a Phillies fan, so to hopefully one day be wearing that uniform. You didn't know, he start as a Indians, Cleveland? Didn't he start in Cleveland and then Philly signed him? I'm not sure. He's He's been with a few. He was with a yeah. few different teams. I remember Cliff Lee. And Cole Hamels. Those are – they're the same – they were on the they were starting on the, rotation yeah. as the same – yeah, same time frame. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Cole Hamels and Cliff Lee. I can I can I can see why. Okay. Um if you had to choose a different sport other than baseball, what would it be? That's a tough question because I don't know what it would be. Um if I could have played something else growing up, uh -huh. it would have been hockey. Really? Yeah, because even to this day, like, I love watching ice hockey. And, like, going to the game live is, is, is I think, an awesome experience. Huh. Very cool. Um, did you play anything else other than baseball growing up? I played basketball in did middle you? school. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then when did you start committing to baseball full time? Uh, probably eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. When I was like 14, I started doing lessons with a pitching coach. Okay. Very cool. So. All right. Next question. Who's your favorite Westchester teammate? Ooh. <laughs> this came from one of your Westchester teammates. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, well, a lot of those guys are going to be in my foxhole. They know what I'm talking about. Um, the funniest – I'm going to just say the funniest one because that's the easiest. I, I don't uh -huh. have a favorite. They were all, you know, we're all brothers now. The uh -huh. funniest has got to be Keith. He's a funny guy. He was the third baseman. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Great third baseman. Uh, I really enjoyed following the, your journey, your your team's journey, especially through the World Series. Like, even the whole season, I kind of followed along. 
I really like that team. Yeah, it was, was a great team. team. Yeah. Guys played for each other too. Yeah. So here's another one from one of your teammates, I believe. How was the transition from college to your current status? Uh I think it's just more travel. <laughs> Other than that, it's the game stays stays the same in the games. Uh, the preparation is a little different too, because it's like some they invest more in you. It's mm -hmm. like, but you felt like you're prepared for this transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything we had, you have more than adequate at Westchester. It's mm -hmm. you know. So they prepared you well. Yeah, they That's prepared. Good. They prepared you. Prepared me. Who were your favorite roommates through college? Ooh. These are some tough questions coming your way. Ooh, that's tough. Well, I I had uh, I had the guys at West or the guys at Harford, Blake, AJ, and and Reese, and then at Westchester is LC, June, Jr. and uh, Hunter. They're, so they're all your favorites. They're all they were all my favorites. You're such Pro a people probably, pleaser. Probably uh, it would probably be <laughs> I shared a room with LC, so it'd probably be him. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, same guy asked, when's the last time he got a chicken dinner on a sticks? Chicken dinner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now do you know who's asking this question? I, I don't know who's asking it, but, uh, yeah, I haven't been playing much Xbox lately. I haven't been. Oh, is that what I, I had no idea what that meant. Yeah, so there, I thought it's, I it's a reference to, to a game. Okay. I thought it was like a literal chicken dinner on the sticks. Uh, -uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> We it's do like get uh <laughs> we we did get chicken dinner at Westchester though from Rai Rai Ramen. Is is it a ramen shop or is it Yeah, they have like everything, but they had barbecue. Do you like ramen? Co Korean barbecue chicken. Oh, that sounds good. That yeah. that's uh that 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 sounds really I'm I'm going to have to go and try that. That sounds yeah, really really good. good. <laughs> All right, we're ready for some funny questions. Sure. If you could be a vegetable, what would you be and why? <laughs> Um, that's, that's an interesting one. Uh, let me think. So this is like one of the 20 questions the same guy asked. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's probably, uh, I would probably be an ear of corn. An ear of corn. Yeah. Why? So versatile. So versatile, but it's not very nutritious though. No. Are you okay with that? That's all right. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, what is your go-to strikeout pitch against a right-handed batter? Change-up. Your change-up has been nasty. Yeah. Would the answer be different for a left-handed hitter? Uh, yes. Yeah? It would be probably an elevated fastball or like a curveball. Is this going to give away like your secrets? Like, is this? I mean... <laughs> they know people know <laughs> they know and they still yeah. can't yeah hit it so that's they, good i mean some of them do yeah and they hit it far but. <laughs> that's good um what's your mindset like on the mound um are you really like can. are you like um super aggressive or you're pretty calm like what's the mind like i'm thinking i, mean, of like, I feel calm but i want to be aggressive in my intent mm. like i want to if I'm going inside to a right-handed batter, I want to go inside. I don't want to miss middle. Hmm. But, like, I'm not out there, like, muscling up trying to blow by everybody. Like, I'm just trying to sp spot up but not miss my spot. Mm -hmm. Is 
would you say like you're so if you have if you were wearing a heart rate monitor would your heart rate be pretty low like getting ready for the pitch because your nerves yeah. are pretty calm yeah yeah it would be pretty low you're not like super like intense, no. intense even kind i of feel pitcher. like um my first appearance in like rookie ball is like i felt completely calm really it was like the most amped up i was was uh the semifinal at the world series that was mm. probably like my heart rate might have been up a little bit for that. That was the last game that you pitched with Westchester. Yeah. I remember watching that game when you came on the mound, and I could tell something was different. I was like, he, he's going to dominate, and that's all he's going to do. Yeah. It was uh, – it almost felt like watching a closer. Like, some, you know, some closers mm -hmm. in major leagues are pretty intense, you know. Like, yes. Yeah. Or, like, Papelbon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he was pretty intense. Like, I just I, – I got that vibe from you when you took on took the mound that day. That was – and that's exactly what happened. You struck out, like, four out of the six batters that you faced. Yeah, it was a good – Against outing. the eventual World Series champ, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's 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 go into some, some interesting questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh do you do you ever smile when pitching? <laughs> Only when the inning ends, or mm. like if you make somebody look silly. Sometimes I crack a smile. Do you? Yeah. Huh. You look. You're pretty serious on the mound, though. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, we were kind of taught. Well, we were taught at Westchester. You know, don't don't really ride those highs and lows. So mm. I try and stay pretty even keel, whether it's going good or going bad. Like. Yeah. If we were up ten to nothing, or if we were down ten to nothing, and I gave up ten of those runs, I wouldn't want you to be able to tell. All right. Very cool. All right. You ready for some interesting questions? Yeah. Italian food versus Japanese food. Probably Italian food because I don't think I've had enough. Uh, That's true. Actual I'll, Japanese food. Although you'd um, once you start traveling, you might uh, get to yeah, experience maybe. some some good 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 eatings. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. How was food in Florida? It was good. I mean, I didn't really eat out that much. No. It was like on my on Sunday when we have to get our own food, it was Chipotle for me. Chipotle. Yeah. See, this 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 person should have included Mexican food in there. That would have been a little tough. That would have been a curveball. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good baseball analogy. Uh, <laughs> what percent of your success is due to RMS, your parents, OIP Pizza, your kindergarten teacher? <laughs> <laughs> I did not ask that question. That's funny. Um, <laughs> everybody has an influence on you, so yeah. whether it's good or bad. So. That's right. What about OIP pizza? How much how much percentage would you dedicate that to that? That just makes me run faster. <laughs> you see it in the morning. It's pizza speed. When I eat when I carb load the night before, you know, I'm gonna be running true. running hard the next morning. That's true. Uh, how many friends do you have on Facebook? Can I be a friend? <laughs> yeah, I don't uh use Facebook right now. Yeah. Um, You're not a big social media guy. No. I think your Instagram page has two two posts. Yeah, it does. That's it. It used to be when I was like 12, it was a meme page. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. What would you name a new kitten? Probably, <laughs> I'd probably name it Boots. Boots? Yeah. Why? Like the name. I'd get <laughs> one that has like a different color of foot and name it Boots. 
Oh, man. <laughs> How many times a day do you apply sunscreen? <laughs> so random. Uh, none usually, but sometimes if I'm outside and it's sunny out, I'll put some sunscreen on, especially over my ears. Got to protect my ears. I do want to ask, what was the difference playing baseball in the Florida humidity coming from, like, cold Westchester when you played over the spring season? It's going to be a huge difference, and it's going to be great in the spring. In the dog days of summer, that Florida heat is brutal. Exp- like, explain what that was like. Like, you you walked out the building, and then what? Uh, you start sweating. Like, you don't have to do anything. You you don't have to. I mean, <laughs> when you do, then you you're drenched. <laughs> but I was uh, I felt good knowing that it wasn't just me. It was everybody. So, yeah. Did that affect your performance at all? No, you get used to it. Yeah. You just your adjust. Body acum- you just have to drink more too. Mm, hydration. Yeah. I bet. Um, is there like any strategy in the dugout to try to keep yourself cool that you didn't know existed? I immediately look for shade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I look for shade. And then if we're playing at our facility, I try and go inside every, you know, Uh inning or two and grab a water. Yeah, that's good. Get in the AC for a second. Feels good. I'm sure. Yeah, (laughs) I I can't imagine. What What was like the highest temp that you experienced down there? I think every day it just feels like 100 degrees down there. Ooh. Or over a hundred yikes but all right you ready for these two to these two i saved till the last for a reason all right what are the best and the worst meals your mother makes <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to get me in trouble oh well, it wasn't her that asked i know but whoever <laughs> asked um she makes a lot of good food a lot of really good food You're you so can tell politi- by my figure <laughs> You're so politically correct in every answer you have given. Well, I mean, six three two forty. You don't maintain that by not eating. So. That's true. We love you, Cindy. <laughs> love you. All right. As the middle brother of three boys, <laughs> which brother will go bald first? <laughs> I'm gonna have to say the eldest. <laughs> just because he's the eldest. That just because he's the eldest. Yeah. Your hair is still flowing, so that's good. Yeah, I'll be all right. He, right. He'll probably be fine, too. I don't think any of us will go bold. I think you guys But yeah. Mason, he might go gray. Yeah. He's going to go gray first. <laughs> <laughs> well, these questions have been fun to ask. Um, I was hoping for, like, more, um, more insightful questions. So, like, I wanted to, like, I, I've kind of watched it, so I know some of the answers. So I wanted to see, like, what – people would not want to know in terms of like reaching this level and like what it takes. You know, we talked about the mindset piece. Yeah. Um, how would you say like physical pre- preparation wise, not just like training in the weight room, what are some other aspects that you really have to hone into to better yourself at each level? Well, it's just like physically you have to be consistent in the weight room mm-hmm. first off. And then, you have to have that strength base, but then you want to add the sports specific movement mm-hmm. to that foundation. So, um, you just have to, for me, it's like not throw a lot, but throw with intent. Mm. So like each throw you want to make count. Mm-hmm. So 
let's talk about this. Like that, that kind of touches up on like mindful reps, right? Right. So more is not better. No, more is not better. Can you tell me in terms of like, whether it's a sports specific training, as far as like taking a pitching a bullpen or even in the weight room, like how do you approach it? Do you ever just go and do the reps or is your mindset a little bit different as you approach each set, each pitch? Uh, maybe for you, like bullpen session is a little bit more intentional than the weightlifting session. But yeah. I feel like you approach both in a pretty similar fashion. Yeah, there has to be a purpose for it. Mm. And that's I think that's one thing when you get to the professional level is like that I've even seen, you know, the, the purpose is like you're trying to hit a spot, you know, that's say like you're trying to miss within a certain – radius to where Mm. you're trying to put the ball Mm -hmm. and it's like the professional level that radius is smaller than where it is in high school in college because the guy swinging the bat he's seen it before and he's worked on hitting it how many times in the cage Mm. so if you miss big he can do damage Mm. But at the same time, you can also make your pitch and you can do damage. I mean, that's baseball, but there's a there's a purpose to everything. Even weight room, like, even when you're warming up, you know, like, I feel like that's why when you're a kid, they teach you to hit your partner in the chest. Do you always hear that? Mm-hmm. Is because if you're aiming for their chest, the odds are that you hit that spot, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that high because there's air with everything, so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's progression, right? Like it's, and I think in terms of by a lot of the kids come in and sometimes they want to do like collegiate programs, but, um, in terms of strength training, a lot of kids are just not ready for that. Like it's, it's not an age appropriate program. The way I look at it is like, you wouldn't give a math, sixth grade math problem to first grade and expect them to solve it. Right. They don't have the tools to be able to solve that problem Mm -hmm. same thing in terms of like training programs even skill development programs when you are talking about the radius and smaller and smaller and if you're a middle school high school athletes and that's what you're working on it may not be the right step you can do that because you've gone through all the steps necessary to get there Um, but if you are trying to do if they're trying to do what you're doing because that's who they want to be they may be missing something in the process, wouldn't you say? Right, yeah. It's a it's progression for sure. Mm-hmm. So, like, in terms of uh, what you know versus what you used to know, like, how does that growth happen? Like, what do you feel like has changed over time in terms of, like, how you soak up information, what you're being taught? How, like, do you have a different approach in terms of your learning? Uh, for me, I think I figured out that I'm more of like a visual learner. So when I see a movement done the right way or like I, I learn more from seeing that and then, you know, doing it myself. And then also like with all the technology we have now, you have video and everything available, mm-hmm. not just like pitching wise, but in when the weight room. You, when did you realize you're a visual learner? This is really interesting. Probably like three or four years mm-hmm. ago it's like after i started working out you kind of just realize like, you're visual like watching you do the movement 
and then doing it myself, like I could see the differences right away. And then, you know, you start to develop that body awareness Mm -hmm. with the progressions Mm -hmm. and like, as you mature too. Mm -hmm. So it's, so what what you're touching up on is that like key the importance of self-awareness, like how do you learn? You know what I mean? A lot of kids I don't think are aware of that. Like how do you best learn? Obviously there's the, uh, the visual learning component, the tactical or like hands-on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, an audio, like if you l- learn the best with, you know, listening or, um, you know, like if you, I'm not a reader. So like, I don't learn great by reading a book. I rather learn by listening to an audiobook. I get yeah. so much more out of that than reading. Reading just, it, it just takes so much time for me to process the information that I'm reading. Yeah. I feel I'm the listening. Same way. yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting that you've, come to realize that and you apply that to your practice. I think that's really, really important to figure out. A lot of the times I feel like a lot of people are just unaware of themselves, mm-hmm. which gets in the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really interesting that you've come to realize that and you try to apply that in your everyday practice. Um, so now turning the page, like where do you hope to go and what's your plan as far as like how to get there? Well, I always set big goals so the goal would be to try and get to double a by the end of next season and then after that see what happens but you know i want to try and debut in the bigs as fast as possible but i know that journey is going to be like it's going to be difficult it's not easy there's a lot Mm -hmm. of competition amongst your own team and then also amongst the guys you're playing so it's just one percent better every day do Same you believe that. that what you have what it takes? I think so, but we'll find out. But you're not focused on that, are you? Like you're no, just No, I'm yeah. not worried about that really. That's that's what I love about you is you've never um you've never been the one that's to be overconfident or cocky. Your confidence is very very quiet. Um it's like such a tough question for you to answer cuz you don't know what the answer is. But you are confident when you're on the mound or you wouldn't be as successful as you are. Yeah. Um, but you just know that you're, you're not outwardly projecting your confidence to others or you don't feel the need to do that. No. You just rather focus on the craft and getting small things better each day. Um, and like you said, when, when people say 1% better, I, I don't know that if uh, – if they visually can understand what that means, 1% better literally means like, let's say out of 25 pitches you pitched, your one pitch was better than you did the time before. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's 1% better. Like if we were doing a set of squats and out of, let's say 12 reps you did that, that day, one felt better than the other. Like that's 1% better. Like that's what we're aiming to do. We're not aiming to get all 12 reps better than the time before. Like we're, when you say 1% better, that's the approach. Yep. And over time it just builds and builds and builds. And not to say like, sometimes you regress, you know, that's the reality. Some days, you know, you're not performing as well as you should. And, and those are the days that you have to take the moment to kind of reflect and kind of see what you need to tweak to get better. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely something that stood out to me watching you is you have this quiet confidence moving forward in your craft. And I think that's what's going to carry you 
carry you far and hopefully you know the sky's the limit and that uh then that you can achieve your goal in the long run yeah well i'm excited to see where you go from here thanks for joining me today um and then listeners if you want to reach out to Braden, he is on on instagram um he's usually just checking out like some baseball videos or funny memes and sending them <laughs> over to me so um check for his journey uh in the philadelphia phillies organization um and hopefully you, your name will be popping up in single a double a and in the future maybe three four five down years down the road in the big leagues yep so that's the that's goal. goal that's right thanks for joining and we'll talk to you next time 